Hey everybody, welcome back to the Willow Tree Online, episode 14. Uh, so crazy that we're on episode 14. Today's episode, uh, we're talking about me. Ha ha ha. This is Steven, your co-host, joined by my lovely other co-host. Christina. Christina. And uh, today we're talking about something uh, very personal to me. A couple episodes ago, we talked about Christina's journey with POTS and her chronic condition and kind of the, the overview of that story. And so today we're going to do kind of the same thing, but for me, and you might not know this, or maybe you do, but I have a neurological disorder called Tourette syndrome. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about kind of my experience with that today, this story and how I was diagnosed and what my life has been like with that. And, um, Christine is basically going to be interviewing me and asking me questions. <laughs> so I'll be answering them as best I can. So, um, yeah, anything else to add to the intro? I don't think so. Other than the fact that I feel like it's, if this podcast sounds more like resonant, it's because we're sitting in a room that we've taken the furniture out of. I feel like I was thinking, wow, Steven, you're talking really loud. And I was like, actually, it's because there's nothing on the walls. No, yeah, we, we just wallpapered our dining room. And uh, and so everything's off the walls. And so it's like it's super weird. echoey. Isn't it's not it? a big room. It's no. like the walls are like eight feet wide. Yeah. You know, it's like an like eight, why it's are like, you yelling? <laughs> it feels like we're in a gym. It but uh, I will add some post-production to this. So hopefully, okay. hopefully the, <laughs> the background audio will that, sound normal. I have no comments. Just... We're just two tired parents tonight, to be totally honest. We're hoping that this episode blesses you and is good. We this are, is a labor of love for you, so you better appreciate so, it. <laughs> we have tried to record this episode like four nights in a row, and Beckett keeps like waking up yeah. really soon after we lay him down. So tonight we're like, okay, we're going to do it. So We're, we're both like, our, our eyes kind of hurt. Both of us tonight are just tired and dry. So if you're we're a like, parent, you get We're going to be like sitting here with our eyes closed doing this, doing this podcast. So you can, you can do that with us right now. Just close your eyes unless you're driving. Don't do that. Cause all of our guards are down. All of our guards are down. Um, all right. But all right. before we get into the core content, let's talk about our three highlights of the day. We do this every time. Um, so if you're a new listener, welcome to the club. And uh, it's this, it's a practice we do every day before um, or during dinner. And it's what we would do um, if you were here with us. So um, we'd like to go through three highlights of the day. So Christina, what were your three highlights today? Okay. Number one, this wallpaper. It wasn't installed today. It was installed a couple days ago, but it's just every time I walk out here, it just makes my heart happy. So that is one of my highlights. I have not, I said I would show like progress pics of like we're redoing our whole dining room. I have not. I noticed I like have a problem with that. I just like have this like, I don't want people to see it until it's done, mm -hmm. which is totally a me problem. I need to work on that. But that's also fine. Some people are in progress people. Some people are like, no, I want you to see my vision when it's done. I don't know. Yeah. And you definitely are, are more like that. I, I think. Am. Um, okay. Another one is that I was playing with Beckett's train set today with him. He got this new wooden train set. And every time that he would put one of the tracks into the other and like clasp them together, he felt so proud and he would stand up from his like squat position and he would clap like five times and smile. And then he would go back down and he would put <laughs> another train track in and then he'd so stand sweet. up and he'd clap 
And I've never seen him so proud. Yeah, he's like he really happy so to proud. figure it out. It was which so is really sweet. Fun. Um, and then my third highlight is going to be I just I shouldn't have two Beckett highlights, but I do. But this morning I have two Beckett highlights as well. Oh man. We all woke up in bed together this morning and like he was just so chill and he was just laying there staying staring at the ceiling and me and steven got to have like a full conversation which also if you're a parent that feels like a miracle because usually we can't finish sentences (laughs) and like oakley was in bed i don't know it was just one of those like really sweet mornings so that was a highlight what were your three steven i remember sending you an instagram reel of this lady saying it was like she was at the dinner table yeah. like she was going to ask her husband like hey how was your day and then it cuts to a goat oh, yeah. screaming <laughs> but it's just like my kids ah! <laughs> which is feels accurate uh, it's like anytime we try to talk it's and Beck gets around like he just gets loud and it's like we're like we're trying to have a conversation at dinner and he decides he's done eating okay so he wants down okay we get him down he decides he wants to sit on my lap okay i guess that's fine i'm still finishing my eating he needs my fork okay you can have my fork i'll get another one oh you need to stab the food that i'm eating with my fork oh now you're putting something like your water cup it's just it's just chaos yeah he and he it only like truly activates when we're trying to talk or it seems yeah. like it really escalates yeah All anyway right. what were yours great. steven uh so my highlights were um this morning for um for breakfast beckett <laughs> um <laughs> you guys always come in and bring it to me in uh, my office and beckett decided i needed a seltzer so he opened the fridge and got me a seltzer and brought that in to me as well which was really cute and really fun he knows that like steven drinks the seltzers so he he said open up open up to the fridge so i opened it up and he went in there and he grabbed a seltzer and he said papa papa like like, you can go give that to dad huddled off and gave it to me and he was so proud and it was (laughs) really really sweet Um, so that was, uh, highlight number one. Number two is, um, I am hiking the Grand Canyon again in, uh, November, not quite as big or intense of a trip, but still, it's still the Grand Canyon. Um, and so I'm, I got a new, um, a new backpack for that, a new hiking backpack an ultralight hiking backpack. So that came today, bought it on Facebook marketplace for a good deal. Um, but really exciting to get that and like see it and try it out and all that stuff. So that was fun. And then, uh, Beckett got these new sound canceling Mm -hmm. headphones for a concert that we're going to go to in September later on switchfoot concert. Um, and Beckett's coming with us. And so he needed some ear protection. So he's got these little kids, you know, earmuffs, and he tried them on today, and he was so <laughs> excited to wear them. Which and I was surprised about. I was surprised because they're they're like they have some grip on them. I thought it was gonna be hurting his head a little bit. He loved them. He had a huge smile on his face. He went around, started toddling and doing everything, and he screamed when I took had to take him off his head. So anyway, it was really fun and sweet and surprising. So those are our three highlights for the day. Um, we encourage you to pause and think of your own three highlights. You can even pause this podcast, do it live with us. Um, but what were your three highlights and, uh, what were you grateful for today? And now we move on to the core content. Christina, I'm going to pass the baton over to you and, uh, this is your, your show now. All right. Guide the way. I'm the interviewer. I'm the guide. 
Okay, so yeah, we're going to just talk about Stephen's journey with Tourette's, his diagnosis, um, kind of what how he manages it, what it's like now. And I'm actually really excited to hear about this, like, because you know the things that are like normal in your relationships or your marriage, but it's like, don't actually ask these questions. And so as I was yeah. writing the questions, I was like, I totally don't know the answer to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also want to know, like, this podcast is really going to be for, like, Obviously, it'll be just good to hear Stephen's story and perspective, but I think a lot of things about neurological disorders is um, it's just really relatable, even if you don't have a neurological disorder, Mm -hmm. because I think we all, to a degree, deal with like monkey mind and some of the things that you're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, yeah, you glean a bit from this. I I feel that um, with your story and with my story, because like your, your journey, most people don't deal with the things that you deal with, but Mm -hmm. in learning about your condition, we've learned like how the body works yeah, and like what, what you experience is what's happening in most people. You just have a really heightened sense of it. So there's a lot to be learned from kind of like a quote unquote normal body. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to be learned from your body and mm-hmm. your and your condition and all that stuff yeah and i feel like the same is true yeah for for tourette's there's you know i have a heightened sensitivity to overwhelm and mm-hmm. chaos and the um, hyper connected hyper active digital world that we're in right now that has a maybe a an, uh, uh, an exaggerated effect on me, mm-hmm. but it affects all of us right. to a degree. So right. you can learn something about, and like I've had to learn because it, it affects me. It's so loud to mm-hmm. me. I've had to really work hard to j- just to function yeah. in day to day. And so I can pass on some of that, I think. And yeah. Yeah. And I think hearing about other people's stories and what they've gone through is, you know, always beneficial. Yeah. Or, we're all connected, so I think it's always beneficial to hear other people's stories. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with childhood, Stephen. Um, yeah. Childhood diagnosis. What did that look like? How old were you? What was that like? Yeah, well, to even start before that, just high-level context, what is Tourette's? Oh. Um, what is Tourette's syndrome? <laughs> you know, I, I, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't write that down. I was like, oh, we should probably do that definition. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disorder that is mostly symbolized by um, these uncontrollable what are called tics or their verb there's vocal tics there's motor tics um, and those are uncontrollable movements um, or sounds that the brain just uh, it's like it ha- it's like a misfire almost imagine like a an exo- like a car driving it like fires an exhaust thing because mm-hmm. there's like a misfire mm-hmm. it's kind of like that except it comes out as a sound it comes out as a gesture or a movement and it's a it's on a spectrum so there's there's invisible most people who don't who know me don't know that i have tourette's um so i'm i'm at least on the the physical what is visible side i'm really lucky in that Mm -hmm. way and i got some help early on which we'll talk about yeah but my and it's it's a lot it's a lot worse when i'm tired so you might even hear some text on this um but for um you know for me i'm on the mild end of the the spectrum in terms of like motor tics on the high end you've got people you know the kind of classic example is people just swearing 
like uncontrollably mm. um, or making like, like shrieking in public. Or I knew of one person who, if they were at the dinner table, they would like smack their head on the, on the mm. dinner table, uh, you know, randomly. Like that was the, t- it was like, they just, they had to do it. Mm. So it's, it's this compulsive disorder. Um, and, and it changes throughout <clears throat> like time, like, Right now, I would say you're in a season yeah. where it's not very noticeable, but there have definitely been seasons in our marriage where I am very, like, I've noticed your takes all the time. And in high school, when I knew you, like, I remember before we were dating, like, you, like, I would recognize your takes all the time. Yeah, definitely. And it's totally not uh, to that degree anymore. So it does yeah, Change it's something. it's related to your brain, right? So yeah. high school through what our brain stops developing at like twenty six or something, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> all of that time, it's changing, it's fluid, and then you know, um, neural, uh, uh, what is it? Neuroplasticity is a thing, so we can our brains can change even right. after that. So, um, and it's highly affected by. I mean, it's, it's brain health, you know, you've learned how to manage so much brain health, everything that, that stress and diet and overstimulation, or if I'm tired, like Mm. all of that stuff that affects a normal person, it affects me too. And for that, it's, it just exaggerates my Tourette. So if I'm really tired, I have a lot less control over my verbal and vocal tics to the point that I won't even realize that I'm doing them. And that's, that was early days for me. It was like, and that's another kind of hallmark, especially early on with kids. They're, they, they have these ticks and they don't know that they're doing them. It's like a black hole. Like they're blind to it. And, and so people are like, what are you doing? And they're like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. What are you talking about? And they're like, how can you not know? You just shouted, you know? And, mm-hmm. but it's, there's this really bizarre disconnect sometimes and so it was a process for me of like learning, oh, that's coming on and there's a tick. Okay. I had to become aware of it. So anyway, that's high level what yeah. Tourette's is. So backing up to, um, to my kind of diagnosis story, um, I was very, very lucky in that it, I, it was caught early for me. Um, I was in the third grade. It was my math teacher, Mrs. Morrow. Um, and, uh, she taught third and fourth grade math and she was known as a little, she was a little older. She was a little more severe, you know, she was kind of the classic like (laughs) hair and and a tight bun. And she's got a, she's got like a stick with an apple on the end and she called it her apple bopper. She's like, I'm going to bop you if you mess up. You know, we were all like, I don't think she's going to do it, but maybe she will. And, uh, she was just that kind of person, but she's also very caring and loving. And she noticed that I was having a lot of trouble sitting still. Um, I was making sounds and movements that were out of place in a classroom and her granddaughter had just been diagnosed with Tourette's like a little while Mm. before that. And she recognized some of the same things um, in me. She said, I think this might be the same thing. And I had been displaying symptoms for a while, but my, my parents didn't know. Um, my, um, my aunt who was in special ed, like she, she just thought it was ADHD. Um, and one thing with Tourette's is that if you have a diagnosis of Tourette's, 
that comes as a package deal with OCD and ADHD. Mm-hmm. I think it used to be ADD used to be separate from ADHD. Now I think they're combined. Mm-hmm. I'll have to double check on that. But um, yeah, OCD and ADHD, mm-hmm. it's all kind of a, a combo, a little fondue pot <laughs> where they're all kind of mixing, um, mixing together. And so, um, so they were like, well, maybe it's just he's hyperactive or whatever, but, but it'd be like story time at night. And so mom's reading to us and reading a story, reading a book and I'm making sounds and they're like, what are you doing? Stop. And it, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not doing anything. And so it was this question of like, well, is he acting out? Is this a phase? What's going on? And, uh, and so when this teacher said, um, Hey, you, um, I think you might have Tourette's. Uh, she didn't tell me that. She told my parents that. <laughs> she walks up to a third grader. Hey, do you have a neurological disorder? Um, I remember, though, so she, she talked with, I guess, like the school administrators and my parents. And they came in and, and observed me. So I noticed one day, mm-hmm. I, have, I have memories of this. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, my principal and another teacher and, like, coming in throughout the day and sitting in the back and they would notate anytime I did anything. Oh, how stressful. They would, I didn't know. They didn't tell me. I just noticed like, oh, that's funny that they're back there and they'd like wave and I was like, oh yeah, hi. And, but then I I found out later, they were like, hey, like we were observing you and these are all the things that we noticed that you were doing. And it was not, it wasn't like a punishment. It wasn't not a negative thing. It was more just to like, help me understand because I, again, I was blind to it. I didn't know I was doing these things mm. and they all had similar things. And one of them that is still with me today is this like puppy whining sound, which if I were to like replicate it, it's like this, <laughs> that little, it's been so long <laughs> since I've heard you do that. Yeah. And that like when we were dating all the, all time, the time, we couldn't get through a conversation. Mm. Like it was constant. Yeah. yeah. And that one, I, I'm kind of jumping around, which is always the case with these, but the (laughs) part two, part three, part four. Yeah. But like one way to manage ticks like this is to, um, you almost, you, you, you merge it into something that is more, um, acceptable publicly. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, I like instead of doing the puppy whining sound, I might do like a big exhale, or I would like, like, like do a like squeeze, and that kind of scratched the same itch. Mm. You know, a lot of people with Tourette's will describe ticks as an itch, and so you imagine you have an itch, and it's like you can't scratch it, you can't scratch it, it doesn't go away, it just gets worse and worse and worse until finally you just have to scratch it. And that's the same kind of physical sensation where it's like, I have to, I have to do this thing and holding it in is causing me to be uncomfortable and I can't focus. And it's like, I have to get it out and then it, and then you do it. And so the idea is to find something that it can merge into. And so with that one, that puppy whining noise, a lot of times I do it like right at the beginning of when I'm about to talk. So you don't, it like merges into when I'm talking, mm-hmm. um, or I'll, or sometimes I still, I'll do the, the like 
and breath well, out. Or the wrist thing. Yeah, I'd say my the wrist, I like will roll my wrist and that's a pretty, that's been pretty constant too. I think yeah. I used to have like, it was like shoulder rolls, um, a big mouth. Like I'll, I'll like stretch my mouth out really wide. Um, that's kind of a newer one. I didn't recognize that as a tick for a long time until I heard another person with Tourette's talking about like that. They did that. I'm like, Oh my God, I do that. It's, to me, I'm just like, oh, I'm just stretching out my mouth, but it's like, yeah, but can't, nobody else I'm does like, that. Dude, that's not a thing. <laughs> nobody else does that. And I'm just it, doing mouth aerobics, Christina. <laughs> well, and it's also I'm like, no, it just feels good to like stretch my mouth. And it's like, that's not a thing that anybody does, Stephen. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so I, um, you know, I remember as a kid, like um, my friends would, you know, we'd be doing classwork and they'd say, Hey, I'm going to move over to like the other open desk over there because you're making sounds and it's hard for me to focus. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Did that make you um, feel sad as a kid? Like, mm-hmm. how did you internalize that? Yeah. It, I did didn't hold different? it. I didn't hold it against them for sure. I was like, Oh, I, for sure. I just remember being so confused because yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know that it was going on or I, I knew it was going on, but I didn't know when and I couldn't control it. And it's like um, heartbreaking, especially now having little Beckett, imagining him in that situation, you know, and just like yeah. kids are, I just have a whole new understanding, of like yeah. just the innocence in the mind of a child, you know, yeah. to be like, okay, I guess so. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I would never want to distract or like upset anybody. And, <clears throat> and that was really hard with my, with my parents. Cause I would insist that I didn't know. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they'd be like, yes, you, how could you not? Like, cause they didn't understand mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and then they did, and then they did understand. Yeah. So we, we got a name, we got an answer for it. And, um, and so I, um, I ended up getting, help with a there's an institute in seattle washington called the handle institute i don't know if it still exists this was in 2000 something i don't know or like early 90s i don't even know but um somebody from our church helped fund my treatment and my trip out there and they help kids with neurological disorders cope learn coping skills and and things like that so we went up to Seattle for a couple of days and they assessed me and they tried all these different things with me and they kind of gave me a treatment plan. And so I went home and I had all these exercises to do and we figured out that, you know, bright lights were a real trigger for me. Um, bright colors and like, like high contrast was really hard for me. So and they tested that by, they had these little clear plastic things that they would put over a book. So like they'd asked me to read. So like, okay, read the book. And they would put different shaded, different colors, different things. And they would track how many ticks I did. And it was noticeable like, oh, if we do this like, this like, uh, uh, like a sepia tone on the page, that lessens it as opposed to like this light gray and so it, it was like analyzing that kind of stuff. And at first I remember I was, I wasn't ticking very much because I was trying really hard to read well. <laughs> it's like, okay, can you read this for us? And so I'm like trying and they're like, no, no, you, 
you can relax. Like the point is for you to tick right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, okay. So yeah. Well, once I knew that it was happening, like I remember I, I tried to, you know, I tried to manage it, but but it was like, it was weird stuff that I ended up doing it at home, you know, like having, again, having the lights down. And then they had one thing with Tourette's is, um, people with Tourette's often have spatial awareness problems. And that was totally me as a kid. And so I had these exercises where my mom would, we'd be in the living room and she'd make a, um, she'd make an obstacle course out of like pillows and boxes and things like that. And then at the start, the starting gate was a hula hoop. And so I would have to step through the hula hoop. I couldn't touch anything. And I would do this the first time with my eyes open and I would go through the obstacle course and I would come back and then step back through the hula hoop. And then that was a successful rep. And then I would have to do it again with my eyes closed. Which this is very challenging for anybody. Like yeah. I would have failed that. Yeah. I would still fail that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. And it was just to like help train and develop that part of the brain, which I guess also helps with the tick. I don't know how they made that connection, but they made that connection. So, um, just to help with spatial awareness and impulse and all that kind of stuff. So I, I to this day, if I am like work, if I'm doing a house project or I'm under, like I'm bending down before I get up, before I move, I will have a moment of like, of checking of like, am, is something above my head? Am I am like, okay, no, I, I go out this way. Like I still do that, you know, <laughs> like 25 years later or however old, however old I was 20 years later. So what did this look like in high school? So like you had... Like, as you started gaining more, like, independence or whatever, you know, like, your mom probably wasn't doing practice with you at home anymore. Like, what did that look like as you started, like, getting independent, yeah. like, high school and college? How did it manifest? And did it get worse? Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't say it got worse. It, it got different. Yeah. I think my worst was when I was, like, an, an adolescent, you know, like a kid. Like, like a, junior a pre, high. Yeah, like, yeah. junior high and earlier. And then high school, it was okay because I had some tools under my belt. Um, and it definitely was still, like you said, you noticed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, th- I was at the point where like I could get away with it, where I would tell people and they'd be like, I didn't know you had that. Um, it was like maybe 50, 50 where people would notice or not notice. Yeah. And now it's like, nobody notices. Um, so it's, it's definitely gotten even better from them. But, um, it's funny you say as I got more of my independence because uh, my mom and my dad were both teachers at my high school. So in a sense, I didn't actually have more independence, uh, which turned out to be a good thing in some ways for this because the school we went to was a small charter school and they didn't have they didn't have like a special ed. Mm. They didn't know how to deal with any of this stuff. And so I ended up having a 504 plan, um, which is like a, a, you know, state, it's a recognized plan for, um, for basically special, special needs for a classroom. And so for me, mine was like a 504 plan might be if somebody had, um, if somebody had some sort of vision disorder, it would be like, okay, a 504 plan means they have someone assigned to take notes for them. Mm. 
that kind of thing. So it's, it's this accommodation plan, um, kind of like an IEP plan as well. If you're familiar with that, I don't remember what it stands for, but a 504 plan was different for some reason. That was the one, but like my school didn't know they actually fought it (laughs) at first. Uh, they were like, this isn't valid. This, like, he can't do this. He can't have special requests. And it was like, no, actually you have, like, you have to recognize this or you're going to lose your license. And my mom, I mean, she really fought for that for me. She met with people. She called state government facility, like, and, and, and got to the point where some official was like actually breathing down the administrator's neck of our school saying like, you have to do this. And, and then they finally were like, okay, great. Like, we'll, we'll do this plan. And for me, the 504 plan was really simple. It was basically two things. Um, a big part of Tourette's for me is if you tell me something audio, like auditory, um, there's a high chance that I won't remember it. Like if, and so if I'm, if you tell me something that I'm supposed to be responsible for, I'm, I'm going to forget it. And so a lot of times teachers would just throw out assignments at the end of the class. They would just say it and be like, okay, or this thing, here's your assignment, do this. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember. Um, it's an executive function disorder, right? So if you think of anything organizing or keeping track of things, all that stuff, like I, it was just, it was like fighting an uphill battle. Um, it's like running a marathon in mud or something. Like it's just, it, it, I, I couldn't, couldn't do it without extreme effort. And so my 504 plan was anything that I was responsible for had to be written down and given to me. And if the teacher did not write something down and give it to me, then I was not responsible for it. And that saved me a couple of times. There are a couple of times where it's like, where's this assignment, Stephen? This is responsible for X percentage of the grade. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember you ever assigning that. And then I was, I would be able to say with my plan, like, did you write it down and give it to me? And if it was like, Oh no, I didn't, then I would be able to, you know, do it <laughs> and turn it in after the due date or whatever. Um, and then the other one was, um, to have a separate space to take tests mm-hmm. and especially standardized testing. Like for us, it was like SATs or the, what was it? Ames. Is that the Arizona yeah. one? It yeah, doesn't Ames. exist anymore. Yeah. I went to college because of the Ames test. I got a scholarship, the Ames scholarship <laughs> yeah. and it no longer Woo-hoo. exists. Yeah. Ames. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like standardized testing, it was like, I would, I would have my own room. So I'd be on my own. Um, just me and some other teacher proctoring, <laughs> just, just me <laughs> in the room. Uh, those were my two 504 plan things. So I don't remember it affecting my social life or anything. Like I was pretty comfortable with it and confident with it. You were, uh, I feel like you were a very confident, not overly confident, but you just, you didn't really fall into like. Christina knew me in high school, guys. This yeah, is how she knows. But you didn't really fall into like peer pressure. Or you, you were. I just remember you being like a confident guy, you know, as I wasn't like super close to you. So I think just what I knew of you was like, oh yeah, Steven Hudson, he's cool. He's like a really good drummer. And like, you know, you were just confident. You knew who you were. And I think that was like just such an amazing thing about Mm. you because that really helped you, I think, like rise above and through it. Also, I just want to know, like, 
I'm really tired, so I'm probably extra emotional. Just like sitting here listening to you like talk, I'm like, like this will be two episodes because there is so much. I feel like that we can all glean from Stephen's story. It's like making me emotional listening to it because obviously like I'm your wife, so it's a little different, but like I just, especially after recording like the Grand Canyon, like you all, if you've listened to those episodes, like you've heard some of Stephen's story and like, you know him now, you know, like some of the things that he's been through. And so then like hearing about this, and even it's a good reminder for me, like we can just, I don't know. It's so easy to forget what's going on in other people's worlds and what has gone on in other people's worlds. And we can just like take them for granted or get frustrated at them, you know? Mm. And like, it's just such a good reminder that like, I don't know, this is kind of a takeaway already, but just like with the people you love. And this is a good reminder for me. Like we need to just like check in more often, you know, and like really gain empathy and like understanding of what the people in our life are going through because like most people will be like, why does Steven wear black shirts every single day? Oh, that's just Steven. Well, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's because he gets decision fatigue. He doesn't want to make decisions. He doesn't like bright colors. He has like tech texture textile you know like uh, sensory things going on so he wants it to be really soft and not have a collar and all these things like i know but i just think like oh there's i make fun of all his black shirts and probably (laughs) everyone else does too but now it's like oh it just makes you wonder about other people you know you look at them as quirks and really they're these incredible things that like you have fought through so i'm getting off track but i'm just like so inspired by like how hard that little boy Steven has fought since third grade hmm. to like keep going and keep swimming and be kind to the people who were like, I'm not going to sit with you cause you're being loud and fought for, you know, just fought for yourself and stayed gentle and persevering. So anyways, yeah. I will get off my soapbox well, now because it's not about my experience. Well, yeah, but it, it's, uh, yeah, I think to your point, we all have rich, in varied stories that have brought us to where we are yeah. today. And that's, and that's true of every single person. Even if you haven't gone through any like big thing, even if you don't have like a disorder, like we're human, like we've all, there have been hundreds of thousands, millions of moments all stacked on each other that have right. led us to who we are today. And there's going to be a lot more. Like we just, it's, it's really, it's really humbling. And it weaves to think into about. everything. No part yeah. of our life is un you know, the things Stephen struggles with now, they're related to Tourette's, right. even though yeah. you can't see the connection you know. Yeah. It's just it's interesting, like thinking even our insecurities that we face now, probably a lot of them can be traced back. Yeah. There have it's been interesting. There have been times like to your last thing last point there about um, how hard <laughs> little Stephen has worked in his life like I really felt that I really felt that and um I think through my whole life I like if I would say there's one thing that was constant and I, f- I forget that's the thing with this stuff and I feel really grateful that yeah. I can forget a lot of people with Tourette's can't forget they have it because they're you know they're shouting in public or they they have these really debilitating tics 
Um, so for me, most of it is invisible, um, uh, or a lot of it is invisible, but I just, I forget it's my normal. And, but I'm, I usually, I have this feeling often of feeling so tired Mm. in my head, in my mind. And I'm Mm. like, why, why am I so tired? What is wrong with me? Other people don't feel this tired. At least it doesn't seem like they feel this tired. And um, they have so much more capacity than I do. Like, why? And then I remember like, dude, you have, like, you're, you have to work harder than other people to do normal things. Um, and it's, and we've had this parallel a lot. Like, it's just like pots for you. For me, it's mental. For you, it's your body. And there's a line in J.J. Heller's song, I Believe in You. It says, you work twice as hard to get half as far. And that so resonated with us for your thing. But it also resonates for me for for mental stuff. Like just to function in the world and function as a professional, get a job. And like now, like I'm working remotely, so like I am, I and I've worked remotely for a couple of years, but like I'm having, I have to manage myself all the time. I have an executive dysfunction. Like I, that is, there is not much worse of a situation to put me in, but it's like this is where I'm at, and in a way, this is even where I want to be, even though this is the hardest thing for me. This is where I'm choosing to be and what I have to do. And I have to give myself grace and I have to, I have to remember that. And I have to build my life in a way to facilitate, um, you know, to, to make sure that I can do this stuff well, you know, and that means unplugging. That means going and volunteering in a garden every weekend so that I can just like be out and not have to use my brain and things like that. Well, and like the fact that you run your own business now, like in March, Stephen, like he started his own LLC. Like the fact that you are a business owner and you're having to do admin, billing, project management, communication, like you are seven different hats, 700 different hats probably. And thinking about that and listening to your story, it's like, that is just, it's hitting me kind of again. That's like, that's so incredible. Like what you're called to do right now in your life Mm. and, um, the challenges and a thing that a story that I think is really helpful to, to explain Tourette's that like has helped me understand it, um, is when Steven was a a little boy, his mom, she's told me this story a few times, but she would like go and tell him, Steven, you have to clean your room. It's a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then she would leave and she'd be like, when I come back in here, your room needs to be clean. And he would go into his room. This is like so sad, but, um, he would go in there and then she would come in like 15 minutes later and Steven would just be sitting there in the middle of it all. And the room would still be an explosion. And she'd be like, Steven, where, what happened? Like, I thought you were going to clean and he would be, it was paralyzing because he literally didn't know where to start. So he knew that the end goal was a clean room, but he didn't, he wasn't able to figure out where do I start and what are the steps to get there? So she would have to come alongside him and be like, let's start with this pile of socks, one sock at a time. You fold that and then you put that in the drawer and then they would move on and she would walk him through that. 
also his parents were absolutely incredible. Um, are still, Mm -hmm. but that was a helpful story for me to understand just like that cognitive piece of like, and it still happens. Oh yeah. I won't get into this, but on this episode too much, but, um, in our marriage where sometimes I get frustrated because my brain runs in really weird places. And sometimes I see like, you tell me you want to get from A to Z and I know all the steps in between right away. Let's go. Let's start now. And Steven's like sitting there staring at a wall, like what Christina? And I'm like, no, come on. Like, let's just get going. And he's like, hold on. Like you're going too fast, you know? Mm -hmm. And I get frustrated or whatever. And I think that's part of it too is like, no, like your brain is just taking a different path. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I don't know. That was just like a helpful story to understand Tourette's, but Ab- also absolutely, in yeah. looking at your life now and being like, dude, gosh, you just fight like so much. And I think if it's okay with you, mm-hmm. I'm going to like take the reins here that I think we should, we've been talking for 45 minutes. So yeah. this is such a rich story. And I, we still want to talk about like treatment because a lot of people do medication. Stephen went an alternative route. Um, and like the things that have truly helped him and then his life as an adult and how it manifests now and his, more of his experience. And then we want to talk about like what helps him when his mind feels like yeah, turning away active management. tools, yeah. Um, and then also what it looks like in our marriage and mm-hmm. how we do, I don't know how it yeah. lives. It's the third, third wheel sometimes. right? Yeah, yeah it is the, <laughs> the, the invisible wheel. wall. Yeah. Cause you, you have pots. So it's like, and then there's that's Beckett, an invisible wheel and then Tourette's and then there's is another Oakley. invisible wheel. Yeah. have <laughs> lots of wheels flying around. Um, <laughs> but, um. But is that yeah. good? I just feel like there's so much rich content. So we- of course. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to talk through. And, um, yeah, that story is a really good example of the executive dysfunction, yeah. you know, piece. And that is absolutely still, um, still something I actively fight against in my work. Cause now it's, it's not my room anymore. Now it's a client project. You know, now it's, it's like, okay, I've got all this stuff to do and not just one client project, like nine, like I have, I I have 10 or 11 active client projects right now. It's a lot to manage and I'm actively trying to trim that down, but it's like, it's within that. It's like, okay, how do, where do I even start within that? And then within each project, how do I start? You know, it's, it's something that I, um, I'm, I actively have to work really hard on and, um, yeah, I just get tired sometimes. And I've, I've used to fight that a bit or feel bad about it. But over time I've become much more, um, at peace with it where I can just say like, I, I don't have the capacity to figure this out right now. Even if it seems like obvious, like I forget, I forget what happened. Um, I think we might've been talking about money or something. And, and I just said like, I, mm. this isn't working for me. I can't just talk about this right now. I don't know why, but like my brain literally I cannot do it. That capacity. So we need to find a new way to do this. And your brain, like you're so good with numbers and you're so like, especially when it comes to money, I feel like you're, you just, it's like an intuitive second language for you. You just think 
in a different like way. Number. Like I'm a math person. Yeah. And like, and, and so for you, it's like, and you're so on top of it all. It's really easy. It's just there in your head. So it's easy for you to just in passing be like, Hey, what about this thing and that thing? And for me, it is not the case at all. Like I try to think about it and I draw a literal blank. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm drowning right now. Like I stop, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Whereas if you were talking to me about other stuff, like I would be fine. Oh my so it's that's just, like the perfect, like you're kidding, but actually not like, no. I'll bring something up thinking it's no big deal. And Steven, like... And I'm gasping for breath. Like, like closes <laughs> down, thinks he's drowning, tells me we can't talk about this until later. And I'm like, dude, I just asked like, you, like, like such what that question. charge was on our card or something. Well, and, and the thing is, after I have a little bit of a break, <laughs> right. after I go lay down in a dark room for five minutes or something, <laughs> I can answer it. I have capacity again. But it's just... Sometimes, and sometimes. I'm like, what do you mean you need to go lay in a dark room for five minutes before you answer this question? But like, oh. hello, that's Christina being like a total oh. jerk. It, we forget. I for we who am I speaking for? But myself, I forget like to have empathy, and I think. I mean, if we could jump into the health, heart, and home part, that was the takeaway that we wanted to leave you with for this episode. It was kind of just a basic thing, but um, just to ask yourself, like, is there a place in your life personally um, or someone really close to you that is hard and that you need to offer grace and space to? So maybe you have something going on and you need to give yourself a little more grace and space. Yeah. Or maybe someone you really love and maybe even lives under your roof is going through something hard and needs more grace and space. Yeah. And we want to just challenge each other yeah. and ourselves, obviously, as well to, to lend that. Because I think we're all doing a really good job and with really hard things. We are. We are. And... I would encourage you to, if you feel like I don't have a thing, it's like, well, just think through your story, you know, think through your story. There's stuff in there, you know, you know what it is, you know, the hard things that you've experienced, you know, and, um, and maybe take a moment to reflect and say, how, how might that be impact impacting me right now? How might, is there something about that that is that I'm hearing echoes of in my life right now. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, the answer is usually yes. You know, there's all of those things, those actions. I like that echoes thing I just said, (laughs) you know, or like ripples in a pond. Like they, we feel the effects of them even, even now. And, um, yeah. And just, I just let this be a reminder to, have grace for yourself. Um, sometimes that word has some religious weight to it, but I would encourage you to even let that go. Grace is just having compassion for yourself, giving yourself slack and, um, yeah. And just (laughs) saying like, Hey, it's okay. Being a parent to your inner child, right. And saying, Hey, it's okay. You know, that was really hard. And it's still hard in some ways. I love the analogy. I heard this one time and 
I talk about it with clients a lot, but of just reminding them, hey, you have a lot of rocks in your backpack. It's yeah. really heavy yeah, yeah. and you're still walking. And I even use that with, we use that in our family with each other. You know, we'll be like, I just have a lot of rocks in my backpack today and I'm going to keep walking, but like I'm having some serious pain today or I had honestly a really hard day today personally yeah. I had some like crazy pot symptoms that were hard and then at the end of the day I was just like there's you know there's a lot of rocks in my backpack tonight and it's just a good reminder for each other to know like oh okay that's good to know so that I can have you know more grace yeah sometimes we we forget to ask yeah. each other yeah okay Cool. Well, uh, well let's we'll, wrap up. We'll pause there. Yeah, yeah pause there. We'll be there. back next week with part, part two, two. Or in two weeks. Of Tourette's. Um, cool. Well, then the last piece here that we like to do is a whimsy and delight where we just talk through some stuff that we've been enjoying lately and kind of a fun a fun uh, section. It's what have we been enjoying lately and then what's the best thing we've eaten lately. Yum. Yum. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what are your answers? This week, Christina. Uh, okay, when you just said yum, it changed my answer. So something <laughs> okay. that I've been enjoying lately, this has to do with Beckett too, and then I'll give some others that don't. But lately, whenever he drops something or we drop something, I can't even do it. Can you do it? He oops. goes, he goes, oops, oops, oops. But it oops. like it's a lisp kind of situation. <laughs> it's, like he's got a lisp. it's like between a lisp oops. and a tongue roll. Oops. So like he'll today he literally he was in my on my back like in the backpack carrier and i like accidentally ran his head into the door you know sometimes you like don't see the door frame right we're there. fine by the yeah, way yeah it's fine well everything's and, okay and he like bonks his head so hard and he just goes oops <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one right? it's just really funny i've been really enjoying that lately so okay funny. but another thing i've been enjoying i have three here and I will link them below because I feel like they're important, especially if you're a parent. Um, we have a new sound machine that I love. We've had some trouble finding good sound machines. So it's a really easy to use sound machine that we use in our room for white noise. Beckett has a new car fan. We have had such a go around with fans for the car, like yeah. so that they go in the back seat with him. And Steven just found one from Luno. Luno, yeah, Luno? it's like a it's like a car camping brand. So it suctions onto the wall or the window. Window, and it's well, and it's powered it's, by it's, the car. Yeah, it's USB powered. So if your car has a USB port, you can plug it in there, or you get like an adapter for your cigarette lighter that you know goes from a cigarette lighter to USB. Because we were always having like way. the batteries run out, and then you're like, okay, great, my kid's sweating, and like the battery, yeah, you don't like, know when it's gonna go out. The ones that are battery powered are crap. Like literally it's all so of none of them work. Like after a month, they'll you they don't hold the charge, and then it based just on doesn't our work. three that we've used, we can't say none, but we've had well, we, all we've that. done our research. <laughs> I know. So, I always tried to get the best ones. Anyways, this, is, this one, yeah, this maybe one, we'll link these great. below. Yeah, yeah. And then the last it. one, which I have to mention, is I got this new candle. I've been wanting it for a really long time, and I finally got it. It's from this company. Oh, you called, have a lot of them. You have a lot of. Uh, and this is my third. You've been and this lately. is ridiculous. I'm going fast. Usually we do one. I know. I, I warned you. Cellar Candle Company. They have these candles. They're made all with essential oils and they're incredible. And the smell is so strong. It fills the whole house. And mine is Pacific Northwest. 
and it smells like the Pacific Northwest. Nice. And I love it. Okay. And that's cellar, like C-E-L-L-A-R. Yeah. I'll link it to I heard, I heard cellar, and I was like, buyer cellar? Oh, sorry. Anyway, okay. that's funny. Sorry, I know that was too many, but they all felt important. Yes, and the best thing you've eaten lately. Mm. Um, oh, it has to be actually Flower Kitchen. I got a, what even was that? Maple oat milk oh scone. Not oat milk, oat. Just oat. maple oat scone. Oh, I thought she said it had oat milk in it. It probably did. But it was called a okay. maple oat I could tell because the dough, it was so doughy it and moist, so which good. means it had oat flour in it. Like, it was the most perfect. Oh, like, it was, like, crumbly, but, like, not, and it was so moist. It should have been a candle, too. The smell was amazing. It should have been a candle. And a cologne. The, it was perfectly sweet, but <laughs> not the, too sweet, because I don't like things too sweet. Yeah. Steven got something that was way too sweet for me and for Beckett. We both went for the scone. Yeah. Anyways, whoa. It kind of was, like, a tiptoe into fall. Okay, Stephen, what have you been enjoying lately? My turn. Uh, so mine, my whimsy um, was we, you know, we've been redoing this dining room. So we put a wallpaper and we did paneling for um, this like entryway wall where we're going to like put some hooks and hang our jackets and things like that. Um, and so um, the paneling, and then we painted it. So it just looks like it looks, so it looks really good. But the thing that I enjoyed was pulling the planks out. They're just like planks that fit together, tongue and groove. They're made out of cedar. And so you open up the package and you're hit with this wall of cedar smell, which was so good. Just smelled amazing. So like while I was putting it up and nailing it in the wall, our house just smelled amazing. And then I covered it up with paint. But, um, so <laughs> there's that. And then Eaton, uh, is also going to be my treat from the flower kitchen. They have some vegan goodies. What's the company? Morsel? Morsel. Yeah. Morsel. If you're in Nashville, Morsel does gluten-free and vegan, vegan which Crema we're not gluten-free, but flower kitchen, they're um, really but good. they had this funfetti donut. So it was like vanilla glazing and then sprinkles and a donut. And it was really good. It was a very like cakey donut. But it was a muffin donut. It was like a moist a mona. cake. A monut? Okay. Or a duffin. A duffin. <laughs> I like duffin better. Monut just feels weird uh, in my mouth to in say. Monut. <laughs> a duffin. A duffin. Maybe if you're listening, try to say those two words and let us know let if it feels know. weird in your mouth too. <laughs> let us know how you feel about those words. Uh, yeah. Well, that's it. That's our whimsy and delight. We encourage you to also think through your most recent whimsy and delight, whatever that might be. Sunset, and you know what? good weather. Yeah. You should Instagram message me or Steven and tell us the best thing you've been eating lately because people tell us their highlights of the day, like on Instagram, which is like my favorite thing when one of you writes us and like, hey, I had a highlight today. Here's what it was. I love that. So please mm. keep it up. Yeah. But no one's told us like, this is the best thing I've eaten lately. I challenge you, viewer. Challenge accepted. Maybe we'll start a little end of the segment. We'll be like, and this week. Yeah, we could read answers. Molly <laughs> ate a corn dog with relish. <laughs> Sounds weird. She loved it. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Had taquitos from Quick Trip. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> please, do, please don't eat those. Oh gosh, please don't. All right, all Quick right. Trip. You don't. Nobody knows what that is unless you live in Arizona. It's an Arizona gas station. No, it's like a West Coast thing. Is it? West Coast, yeah. QT. There's one in Nashville now. Uh, all right. Well, that went off the rails, which usually does at the end there. But thank you for listening. We're so grateful for you. If you'd like to support this show, you can do so for $5 a month. You can do that on the website at willowtreeonline.com. Sign up for $5. And you, it's linked in the show notes. And it's linked in the show notes. But you get um, uh, access to our vault of previously private members-only content uh, before we did this public podcast so lots of good stuff in there lots of good conversations some video content video if you want to see what we looked like what and we looked like two years ago <laughs> two years i'd ago. probably be alarmed to go back and uh, like probably. that's not even the advice i would that's not advice. even me we're not giving advice my sense of style is totally different now <laughs> wait uh, i was wearing gray not black and then you also get access to every downloadable that we create um past and future and usually you have to buy those on the website, which you can do under products on the website. Um, but if you if you subscribe, you get them for free. I didn't and make one last in the last between now and the last episode. Yeah, you guys. we've we've got a couple. We've got a couple. One of I them. I need to. I need to get on this, so I need to make one of them one. is called the weekly intention worksheet, and that is something that we do every week. And we have gotten such good feedback from people who have started doing that in their own. Like that's become a weekly rhythm for them. It's bringing couples closer together. It's this like port in the storm of life. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Port in the storm of life. Yeah. It's Do you this know little where haven is? We always put in. ours on the side of the fridge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I bumped it a couple days ago and it fell between the fridge and the stove and I haven't been able to get it out. That's at the bottom of the ocean. Our indigenous street is, yeah, anyways, I need (laughs) you to get that out when we're done with this. I keep forgetting to ask you. (laughs) We'll go do that. Um, Yeah. And so it sounds like next week we'll be doing uh, part two of this conversation. So if you want to hear how adult Steven deals with Tourette's and the number one thing that helps me manage my Tourette's. Oh my goodness. Tune in next time. I don't even know what the answer is. <laughs> is it me? Tune in next time. <laughs> the number one thing that triggers my Tourette's. <laughs> She's sitting across from She's me. She's sitting across from me. Uh, no, it's not that. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for being here. We're so grateful for you. Grateful we get to do this. And uh, that's it for now. We'll see you next time under the willow tree. Bye. Bye. Welcome, my dear, to the endless summer. Welcome, my dear, to eternity.